Welcome back to Talking Wellness, everybody. We're so happy to have you here with us. As you can see, we have two wonderful guests with us, and we're so excited to introduce them. Uh, as you can see, Kayla's not here, which, you know, Michael and I always get a little sad about, about that. But that means that we get to take over for Bros episodes, and we can have really interesting conversations that are a little more PG-13, if you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, today we have a very special episode, and it's titled Aging in Recovery. And um, it was very special because Kathleen came to talk to me and she's like hey what if we did an episode about aging and recovery and i said are you down for next week <laughs> she said oh of course <laughs> so thank you for being so willing thank you too for being so willing and open to uh talk with us and to join us here at the couches um so the, we want to kind of begin this episode by uh, saying hello and let us know how your story a little bit whoever wants to go first go ahead. Yeah, i'm joe and uh Definitely an addict. My story, basically, I'm born and raised right here in Florida. Never seen snow to this day. Really? Yeah, I've never seen it. So you gotta uh, put it on your bucket list, nice man. You never shredded? Uh, no snowboarding. <laughs> never oh, man, I missed that day in school. That's I crazy. It. Yeah, I missed it. I feel like so I, I'm a newcomer to snow myself, so it's so, fun, dude. But you know, bucket list. It's something I can do. A hundred percent. But um, yeah, definitely. Um, I use down here, and I got clean down here. Mm. I was born and raised right here, and. Uh, it's been an amazing journey, that's for sure. Yeah. Amazing journey. Yeah, I retired from a, a very large municipality in Broward County, and um, I went to them one day and said, I have a problem. And one thing led to another and um, went to a treatment facility. Still didn't, you know, nothing clicked and what have you. Then I tried something different my way, and after multiple arrests and things like that, I found myself in the rooms. Mm. And, um, yeah, the journey's been... It's been amazing. Just yeah. flat out an amazing journey that if you'd have told me 15 years ago where I'm at today, nah, not my wildest dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you That's for a, sharing, Joe. Yeah. What about you, Kathleen? Well, I am a woman in long-term recovery, and uh, I'm a transplant a couple times. So I'm from California, San Diego, mm-hmm. and then I grew up in oh, the Maryland, yeah. D.C., Virginia area. And got clean there. And then I uh, moved here about 29 years ago. So I guess you could call me a Floridian, but don't <laughs> transmit, so you, you know? So the addiction um, originated in California? No. San Diego? Because oh, uh, I, I, I heard you say I you lived. got clean in Maryland. So yeah. you, it started there? Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. But it was both because my father lived in Cali and my mom and I lived in Maryland. And so in the summers, I would go and stay with him. And uh, he was kind of a, he was a drug dealer. So I was literally going to ask that. I was like, mm-hmm. were one of your your parents closely knitted in that life? Because it seemed like that was kind of. He was kind of connected with the Mexican cartel. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. I started very young, like 11. And um, when I first got clean at 22, almost 23, 1987, I went to one treatment center. And. It was uh, it was mind blowing, you know, mm. because back then, really, I didn't, I'd never heard of treatment. I didn't know what recovery was. I was sure I was going to die in a bathroom stall. My mom was going to bury her only child, and that really, ultimately, was what I believed. But for me, it wasn't <clears throat> like jails, institutions. I think my spiritual bottom was what really, you know, like I could not stand the person I was. And I knew better. 
and I knew that God had a purpose that for me. That seems to be like a theme <clears throat> that we run into with um, yeah. people that are recovering. Absolutely. Is mm-hmm. that, uh, like, I don't want to say feeling of disgust, but it, it ultimately seems like it boils down to that. Like, they feel, like, very unpleasant with where they are. Unpleasant is a nice word. That's why I'm trying to keep it. (laughs) For me, it was absolute. It's like the Catholics had this word for it. It's called purgatory. But it was like not wanting to live and not wanting to die and sort of stuck in the middle. And it was horrible. I can't even describe the spiritual and physical and mental pain. And um, I was just, I had that moment of clarity that I believe each one of us gets where you're just desperate and willing enough to try anything, yeah. you know? And, man, I I just took off with it, you know? And I went to this treatment center, still up today, uh, Mount Manor, plug, um, <laughs> <laughs> in nice. Maryland. It was run by an old-time alcoholic named Charlie, um, and it was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And they told me there was a better way, and I believed them, <laughs> you know? I mean... And um, I just did what they told me to do, got very involved in both fellowships, AA and NA. Um, and just, I eventually, I did have a relapse at six years in 1993, almost died uh, with with someone who oh. passed away. And then I, it was very brief. And that's my clean date, uh, December 31st, 1993. I just oh, celebrated wow. 30 years. So Incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. So yeah. um, you said thirty first, thirty the thirty first. So the last day of the year, I get screwed every year. It's I'm sorry. Medallion day. Oh, yeah. Is that twenty first of December? So. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's a hard time to pick up like a medallion because it's the end of the year. We're both. But December I gotta babies. share this because this yeah? is pretty cool. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So this year, my whole family went to Europe for the um, holidays all through Christmas. Mm-hmm. I was gone from South Florida Wellness for two weeks. Yeah, well, we flew into Barcelona, and then we took a cruise <sighs> so to cool. Marseille, France, oh, very to nice. um, Genoa, Italy, to Rome on Christmas Day. Most expensive countries to- in the world. <laughs> And <laughs> sure, all, those are the Genoa, <laughs> Switzerland, all those oh, countries. Yeah. Those are the it was, expensive countries. It was, um, and then I got to pick up a medallion on my anniversary date in Barcelona in the only English so cool. speaking meeting there, mm. and it was amazing. It was just like, wow, this is like you know, like uh, gives a recovery. Incredible. So it was pretty cool. That's so, super awesome. Joe, I'm actually very interested as well. What's your recovery date? How long have you? Uh, De- December 21st, I picked up 15 years, so we're both December babies. Incredible. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to you both. That's <clears throat> an incredible cool. number. And that's kind of the reason why we're here today, because <clears throat> 15 years, 30 years, that's mm-hmm. a milestone, right? A lot of people see the, that as like, oh, my God, that's so far away, especially people who are new to recovery. Like, imagine mm-hmm. those first-year people. Like Sometimes I think my life years? is over, and I'm only 29. Yeah. Exactly. So imagine. Like, yeah. It's, 30 years of yeah. recovery. That's crazy. It's, so, it's insane, man. That's so, super cool. Yeah. So we want to get a little bit into that, what it took to get here. Because 15 years, 30 years, very long time for for recovery a lot of emotions go into that family bonds have to be repaired i'm assuming of course um a lot of mm-hmm. conversations needed to be had so we kind of want to dive into that a little bit for some of the audience who m- might be watching this who are like 
30 years that's that's crazy like i can't even wrap my head around my head around stopping now yeah stopping now 15 years that's crazy so we want to hear your perspective on that and and what were some of those trials and obstacles that you guys had to kind of overcome in that journey whoever wants to go first yeah i can i definitely can run with this being married 37 years she was a hostage for a long long time Mm. in this relationship we've been together 40. okay so uh she was a hostage for a long long time um, I got like $20,000 worth of titanium holding me together. Mm. And it happened early on when we first met. It was an accident. And um, that was my reasoning for the, a lot of the beha- for the, a lot of the substance abuse. And then that came with the behaviors and stuff like that. So I created an atmosphere where I was living two lives. I could do all my partying. I got off work at 3. I could do all my partying and stuff. And then at 6 o'clock, I had to be a dad mm. and I had to be a husband. A very poor one. I could say that today. It was a very, I was there physically, but not spiritually or emotionally. Mm. My wife was, and she's a huge, huge rock in my life. You know, that she played both mom, dad, played, you know, advocate for everything um, while I was deep into it because I couldn't, I had retired early with a very nice pension. So I was like, game over, I win, you know, at 42 years old, and uh, I'm set. And um, no, so furthest from the truth, you know, mm. some of the, it's funny, you keep it PG, but we don't have hallway sex anymore. I don't know if you know what that is, when you pass each other in the hall and say, Yeah, we don't have that anymore. You know, 15 years. Good times. So, absolutely. And um, the, the way everything has changed around, I didn't realize that I trained my family how to treat me. I didn't know that. Mm. My actions trained them how to treat me. So therefore, when I got, I said to my sponsor, I'm, uh, here I am. You know, I got eight months clean and I have no access to any credit cards or nothing. I go, it's my money. And my sponsor, who I have the same one today, I don't pay him, so I can't fire him. And uh, I says to him, he says, well, go get $100 and go to a meeting and give it to a newcomer. And I go, well, why would I do that? And he goes, why not? I said, because I don't know that damn guy. And he goes, exactly. Your wife don't know who you are because now I'm clean. It wasn't but a month later. My wife's like, I've had enough. We've got to get your debit card. I'm tired of going to the shopping and doing everything. And speaking of that, um, I could probably count 40 times in 15 years that my wife has cooked. I've taken that roll over mm. the house, uh, clean the house. I would do it in jail for an extra tray. I would. I would clean up and do this out in the day room. Just So now I make sure I do it. I found out you do not put women's jeans in the dryer. <laughs> you just don't do it. There you go. Yeah, you know, I you didn't go. know that. Oh, oh, you know that. I know. Don't, 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 don't. don't you know, that means like, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Put them in the dryer. They, tr- they shrink I, up on them. Yes. Lessons. Didn't get that memo. Lessons. <laughs> it's been, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and my children, I have two wonderful, wonderful daughters. My oldest daughter actually got away from it because she went away to school. I wanted her to stay here because she was my Mississippi. As long as she was here, the focus was on her and mm. off of me. I see you what know? you're saying. Daddy's sick, daddy's sick. That's all they ever heard was dad's sick, dad's sick. He's not feeling well. When I'd go off on one of my tantrums, mm. you know, a lot of times the police were involved, you know, so it was things yeah. like that that were not too good. So now I'm, I get to spend the rest of my life making amends, not one step. I don't believe in that. Nine, we're done. No, it's the rest of my life. And I'm actually learning and teaching my daughters how to be treated by the way I treat their mother. And I go. treat her like a, an angel today, like a princess. That's awesome. You know, and it is, um, we went through something extremely hard. Uh, year 13. Okay. And um, 
we were having, I had a commitment at my house. I had a bunch of guys who were doing step work, step series, grand sponsors, sponsors, a lot of sponsees. I sponsor 14 guys, like nine of them, eight of them are actively working their steps. <clears throat> and through COVID, my wife, you know, nobody went to the doctors. So I told her, I said, you either got to go to get your mammogram or to colonoscopy. It's time. We're getting older. And yeah, you you know, do my that. wife is not one of us. She was very active in Naranon, our sister program, for many, many years. You know, she's been in that longer than I've been clean. Okay. You know, so uh, looking for answers. So what happened was she was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. So mm -hmm. my world stopped yeah. because she started chemo. So at this time, my sponsees were sponsoring me. Right. And I am forever grateful for these men. We showed up in my my backyard. Um, I was telling you earlier, my backyard is a serenity garden. Yeah, you the told whole, me, yeah. It's the whole thing. Cool. It's all butterfly gardens and walkways. And I get to raise butterflies from a hot tub. Jacuzzi. Very blessed. Yeah, it's... it's Not such jacuzzi. I'm so yeah. jealous. Yeah. <laughs> pictures so all beautiful. the time on Facebook. So interesting. I'm very interested in that. So <clears throat> that process, right? 13. You're 13. Breast cancer. Yep. Huge Rock. diagnosis. It'll ch Huge. it'll that enough to one eighty your entire life. Absolutely. And I hate to ask this question, but I feel it's necessary sure. in the context of what we're talking mm -hmm. about. Absolutely. How was the need to you? Did that need to use come back in any way, shape, or form? I'm a drug addict that I didn't want to deal or feel. So when I get stuff that I don't want to deal or feel with, my first thought was to use to numb it. Um, at the time, I had to start doing Zoom meetings, and this is where it changed. Um, I have some amazing women in my life, and I was on a Zoom meeting because my wife was going through chemo. A, a cold would kill her. She had zero yeah. immune system, zero. So um, she was going through that. I shared it on a Zoom meeting, bawling my eyes out, and I don't know how to work on computer. I do everything on my phone, and, and it starts blowing up the computer with all these, and I'm like, <laughs> so I wait till after. Because I didn't know. My wife comes in after the meeting to shut everything down. And uh, I go, look. And she goes, oh, my God. She goes, there's like 90 messages. And I'm wow. like, what do you mean? And all these women <clears throat> call me. Here's my number. I just went through it. I'm, I'm two years removed and this and that. And they showed up for us. Yeah. That's a Real quick story. Because yeah, please. year one, Kathleen was there. My wife was going to give me my one-year medallion. And I'm blowing my sponsor like it's all about Joe Day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so my wife gets up there in front of this Saturday morning meeting, 80 people, and she gets up there with my medallion and she goes, I hate every one of you people. <laughs> and my jaw hits the floor and I'm like, what the hell? And um, she goes, he got cleaning these with you people. Mm. So my sponsor looks at me and he goes, I see an assignment. It took me eight years to ask her to give me another medallion, you know? Mm. And so what happened was, and then all of a sudden this cancer thing happened, my sponsor pulled me aside and he goes, you know what happened? And I go, no. He says, you're, that day when she gave you that year medallion, uh, Narcotics Anonymous wasn't taking you away, you were bringing them to your family mm -hmm. because they showed up big time through this whole thing with my wife and donating of wigs and stuff and different clothing to wear because it was all new because she had to have a double mastectomy and then that went crazy and then the cancer got to her kidney and she gave one I said she's going to heaven one piece at a time mm -hmm. you know but um I would never leave her sign Absolutely. when I said I do and uh another thing too I wanted to mention I have beautiful women in my life today mm -hmm. and my she's not a jealous type 
You know, I can set my phone down and say, hey, so-and-so is going to call. I'm in the shower. I used to have to hide my phone. I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. And these are things that I've learned throughout the few years in recovery. That's beautiful. But it, uh, it's, it's, it rocked my world. The, the uh, thought of using came into play. However, that's when my guy stepped in and started sponsoring that's me. That's awesome. Yeah. And it, get, it comes back, this is a popular theme that we talk about here in Talking Wellness, the importance of support. The, the, it's, it, nobody said you have to do it alone. You know, and whoever told you that, they're severely wrong. Yeah. You know, and it's it's so crucial to surround yourself with supportive people for situations like that, you know, because we're all at some point in our lives are sadly going to get a breast breast cancer type of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only way we're going to be able to get through it is if we have people in our lives who support us and love us. I go away every December to a retreat. And last year there was 309 guys. It's just us. There's probably 700 <laughs> of I'm us sorry. in our family tree. Yeah. It's huge. I belong to a massive, massive family tree. And I could say, oh, we're going to go to Puerto Rico. I got somebody there. Pick me up, take me to a meeting. Virginia, same thing. Ohio, I had a kid reach out at 4 o'clock in the morning. I wasn't <clears> feeling <throat> good. I was on social media. And this kid reached out, and he goes, I need help. It was mm-hmm. in one of the NA pages. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, all right, I got a guy. Where are you at? And he goes, Cleveland. I said, I got a guy in Ohio. And he went over and he picked that guy up. And I cry every year That's because incredible. he's going on year three. That's incredible. And he's like, Joe, I could have never. And I've never met the man. Yeah. Never met the guy in person. Right. We got each other's phone number and stuff like that. That's the big thing of social media. Yeah, that's that yeah. was blown yeah. away. Yeah, we, That was the thing I was going to say about yeah. when Kathleen was mentioning how she got um, treatment in 87. Yep. And I was thinking, like. What were the resources looking like back then? You know, because to me, even hearing that, I'm surprised that there was even that resource for you because I understand now that there are a lot more resources, like you're saying, with social media, things like that. I know with South Florida Wellness alone, Mm -hmm. we're looking to build like two more clinics for the mothers and the babies and a bunch of different stuff. So there's so much going on and so much um, help being given. Yeah, resources. Yeah, resources being given now that it makes me like, you know, I was wondering how it was back then. Well, what I can say is that I think there was a lot more personal interaction. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, I, I find media, social media, like a blessing and a curse. It's a Absolutely. double-edged sword. Yeah, we because, had an episode about it. it yeah, was, it's a double-edged sword. 100%. It's a double-edged mm-hmm. sword, and some people hide behind it. And that can be really dangerous. Um, It can become an addiction. I mean, there's so many levels to that. But for me, I had to get out um, in early recovery. I got involved. I was very, um, you know, I did things. I helped with the events for the, because 12 step, uh, AANA, NA saved my life basically, because it was the phone call I made to a hotline that got Mm. me into treatment. And it was a guy on the phone that had the same, we, we used the same drug the same way. And that was critical for me at that time because I had to identify, you know? Kind of what we do when, here, that like peer mentoring kind of thing. Well, too. if you didn't stick a needle in your arm, you weren't it. A hundred percent, And yeah. so, but I, I quickly, <laughs> that dissipated quickly as I came in the room and I started identify with the feelings. And this person felt exactly the same way I did and that went by the wayside you know so that's a great question that you asked me about resources we just had a lot more community 
and people were involved in each other's lives and they showed up. Neighbors, and, family, oh friends. Oh my gosh, it was just, well, I would say the recovery community. Yeah. It was very tight knit. Um, nobody was falling through the edges because if you didn't show up for a meeting, people showed up at your house. And, and, <laughs> I mean, and by that, you, and, and I just want to make it just so we have like, so we know exactly what you're talking about. You mean by like Narcotics Anonymous? Yes. Because like back then, I don't, I don't think people know too many of the resources because I, I think those were the main resources well, back then, right? I'm going to tell you because of where I got clean and sober, which was in the D.C. metropolitan area, mm -hmm. D.C., Virginia, Maryland. You can drive through the district in two states in 20 minutes. So I will tell you in my early recovery, on the weekends, I would hit five meetings, and some of them had 500 people in them. Incredible. So it was big wow. back then. Wow. Because wow. that is a hub. You, your big cities for these places of recovery, like Chicago, New York, um, you know, D.C., all those. It was alive and well, yeah. even back in and the drinking 80s. was major, major, major back then at those times. Oh, you know, it was it was huge. But what wasn't prevalent was treatment. It was a labor of love. Um, insurances weren't paying for it. I will tell you what happened. I cleaned out my bank account. This guy convinced me on that phone call. I took two thousand dollars in cash and I handed it to them at treatment and I paid $50 a month for the next five years. And maybe that's why I'm still here. Even through the relapse, I don't know, mm. because it was mm. a personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm big on personal responsibility. Um, that's one, of, one of our, uh, what is that, core mm -hmm. values? Yep. yep. Our well, key recovery concepts. Key, key recovery concepts, It's yeah. huge because if other people are always doing for you, where are you in that picture? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and who are you? And I got so much um, value for myself, you know, self-respect, um, being able to do things for myself. Remember, I was really young. I was 22, not quite 23 when I first came in and got recovery. And I always talk about that because my relapse was so brief. It was uh, very tied to my codependency. Mm. You know, I had a lot of, there was a lot of abuse. Um, there was sexual abuse uh, for me in my story at a very young age. So there was a lot of powerlessness, um, mm -hmm. a lot of bad relationships, a lot of daddy issues. I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie, big, big daddy issues. My father was not a well person. Yeah. Uh, he had uh, bipolar, you know, mm -hmm. and it was untreated. And he eventually committed suicide in 2019. So oh, wow. that's what happens if you don't get recovery. Mm. But I will tell you through my story, okay, so Joe did a great job. You hit on so many things, and now I've forgotten. It's CRS, can't remember S, you know. Um, that's, that's aging in recovery, I'll tell you right now. Okay. And going to the bathroom a lot. Sorry, yeah, guys. Okay. It's true. It's true. Uh, mm -hmm. But I will tell you one of the things that's happened to me. So I came in young. I didn't have any kids. I didn't have a husband. So it was just me, and I had that time to focus on me. I always look mm -hmm. at people like Joe and think, my God, if that had been me, I don't know how I'd have done that. You know, repairing the damage with kids and all that in a marriage. I was really blessed that way. But I did get married three times in recovery, <laughs> Fun. all in recovery. Well, one passed away, one I divorced, and one I'm with, and we'll, we're going to bury each other. Yes. Yeah. Third yeah. time's a charm. What do I We've met guy. plenty of times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. I've gone through so many different things 
And I will tell you one of the things I, I, I love about aging and recovery is that I don't have to prove myself anymore. That um, <laughs> when I was younger, I had to, you know, uh, how you felt about me was very important to yeah. me. Now, I'm not saying that I blithely go around and don't respect people's feelings, yeah. but, I, but I'm but i not here to prove something to you. you You're know not going to let mean? it be the determinant factor on who you are. It isn't, yeah. because I'm okay with myself today. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. I am a work in progress, man. Um, but what <clears throat> I have been able to do, and I'll share with you because it's been a blessing. First off, I'm, I'm what they call the sandwich generation. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that term, but it's when your parents are aging and you have small children and you take care of them at the same time. So my mother was wow. diagnosed with Parkinson's right around the time that my daughter's father passed away. So I had a five-year-old who was very upset, very angry that her dad had been taken from her. And I had a mother who I knew what the future was going to hold because Parkinson's is a vicious disease. I taught, I taught a dance class for Parkinson's. Super rough. It's yeah. 14 years I Going cared for her, yeah. um, 12 yeah. in my home, and then the other two years. And, and let me tell you, I did things for my mother that... <laughs> I won't discuss on here, but it was incredible, yeah. you know, that what I went through that process and eventually she died in my arms and it was, I call it a good death because there was nothing unsaid, nothing undone. Mm. I had no regrets. You did everything you could. I did. Mm. Yeah. And I loved her and she was peaceful and God didn't have her in pain. So that was a good death. And yeah. she was 88 years old, yeah, you know, absolutely. it's not like she was 40. Um, yeah, the, my my grandfather, same thing. My grandma, I, I remember when, when my grandfather passed away, he had dementia. Uh, we think it was um, um, Alzheimer's, but we were not really sure. And um, that was, I remember my grandmother talking to me about it the day he passed, how he died in her arms. And it was peaceful. Like, it was, it was, it was, <clears throat> it couldn't have been any other way. Right. You know, it was like in her arms. The way, and she she says it like this: uh, in, in the way it was, it, it couldn't have been better. That's like, it, it was perfect. That's meant to be. That's exactly yeah. how it so was. That's incredible that you that you share that. It was, yeah. and then my daughter got to see that. She and my mother shared a bathroom, poor kid, um, and she was very close with my mother. But she got to see me caring for my mother the That's best it. I could. And let me tell you, my kid and I, she's 23. She is incredible. You can she's, definitely see your guys' bond whenever I see you guys as a family out together, yeah. for sure. You, you yeah. know my daughter. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. And she is um, her own person. And I am so blessed. You know, I was an only child um, with a single mom who was amazing and she raised me with no no uh child support no money nothing she did a great job i think you yeah. know um but she went through hell you know i overdosed in her arms several mm. times uh begged her not to call you know 911 because there were things in the house and it was it was rough you know mm -hmm. what i put my mom through and i didn't care for her because i was making an amends it's just how it worked out. I cared for her because I loved her deeply mm -hmm. and felt that this was something I wanted to do, you know? And I know Joe mm -hmm. knows what caring for a parent's like also. We're doing it right now to a blind guy with dementia. Yep. yep. Incredible. Blind. Yeah. Oh. 
That's yeah. a whole layer. Whole, whole layer. Yep. Yeah. Haven't had a vacation in going on nine years. Blind his whole life. Shireen, bro. We gotta go. Blind, <laughs> blind their whole life. Yeah. Blind, uh, no, he he became blind. Um, we at the, when I retired in two thousand and two. Okay. He ended up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ended About up. About twenty um, years now, a little over. Yeah. yeah, his eyesight diminished. Yeah, and then uh, mom died, his wife, and he's always lived with somebody, and he was alone in Georgia. And then we got the spare room, so we're like, you know, it's what you do. Yeah, it's what you, you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Family. No, you step up. To do. So yeah. That's yeah, we have to. Yeah. And that's what we're about. doing, and it's, it's rough, yeah. you know. Yeah. There it are is. days. It's, it's rough. We got to plan. Like, I had to plan this. That's mm-hmm. why I told her. I said, mornings are good because there's either an aide there or my wife works from home and she's there. Got it. So, and we got two new puppies, so. Oh, yeah, the puppies. It's crazy. The crazy you do when you get old and wake up. <laughs> so I want two puppies. I want to. I want to get a little bit. I, I thank you so much for mm-hmm. sharing you guys' story. It means a lot. But I want to get a little bit into the quote unquote stigmas, or moreover, the assumptions that people have. Have you ever had to deal with any specific assumptions or stigmas in the world of recovery in your age? Um, I feel that there's a lot of assumptions. There's a lot of prejudgments that can happen. Uh, for anybody, really, but um, but I'm, I'm curious to see if you guys have experienced anything like that in your in your years of recovery. No, not specifically. I haven't either. I am trying to. I'm, I'm sitting trying here to thinking, drag and pull it up. And Give me an example. I was kind of even trying to think of one. I'm the guy that in recovery I can't. Yeah, I won't buy a pair of shoes or a CD out of a trunk of car at a meeting. Mm. I won't. I don't care how good of a deal it is. <laughs> I have these because that was dumb that I did when I was using. Mm. So. I'd, if you want to see what step or how I'm working, look at me at Walmart with somebody's got three kids in front of them, mm. and I'm standing in line behind them. That's what the program I'm working. Or ask my neighbors, or better yet, I, <clears throat> every one of my sponsees has my wife's phone number. Okay. Everyone, because I want a secondary number if they can ever never reach me. Yeah, call them. Ask if Joe being today. You know, because we have our moments. <laughs> you know, and after 40 years, you're gonna have a couple moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I can tell you, they're few and far removed. Mm. In the past 15 years, because I went to Joe University. That's what I call the step work. I go to Joe University or learn all about Joe, how Joe reacts, what Joe ticks, yeah. what he does, and, and it's all about me. And then yeah. everybody else is along for the ride, providing I'm doing it. Yeah. And they're all, and ask them. I mean, my neighbor had a camera on me, focused 24 7 on my front yard. I would go out when I was using and I would stick a, a mirror up so the sun to shine it, to blast out, because I thought he was, it was all about Joe. Mm. So we become friends again at year seven because of the damage I did. He, uh, we got to talking and had coffee and made my amends, and I asked him about the camera. He goes, bro, it had nothing to do with you. I had a disgruntled employee who threatened my family, so I put a camera out front. Here's Joe thinking it's all about me. Yeah. We definitely do that as humans, huh? Yeah, Absolutely. We yeah. Do. And it wasn't so. Yeah. I'm trying to think, As far so, as my no, age but, wise okay. goes, but yeah. I can tell you this. I sponsor a lot of young men. And I tried something different this year, and we went duck hunting, okay? I love the Everglades. I love the outdoors, fishing. And I'm, I'm not a young man. And <laughs> I do, we're having fun in recovery. There's um, this sponsee who has the airboat, didn't have an airboat two years ago. He got with another sponsee brother who had one. He goes, hey, I got $38,000 in the bank. I'll go. You know what I'm saying? The next thing you know, we're all out in the Everglades, and I'm walking through water this deep with alligators. Oh, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to be 62 next week. I don't need to be out here. <laughs> you know, I'm not a young man anymore. Getting My wife's like, you get up at, you know, 1.30 in the morning. 
you duck hunt till six, seven o'clock. She goes, it takes you three days to recover. <laughs> okay. So okay. now I'm learning that no is a complete sentence. I learned that in Aranon. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so now when we go out, I'll go out fishing and stuff like that. And I just try not to overdo it because I still want to try to keep up with them. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I got a bunch of rods and pins in my back. I'm not a young man and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm growing old gracefully, I guess. You'd yeah, say. there you go. There you go. That's my purpose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is to grow old gracefully. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't want to have to shoot my face full of stuff and <sighs> do all this mm -hmm. stuff. I, I'm not saying a little Botox isn't okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'm talking about getting carried away. I can't away do with a little it. of anything. <laughs> I, I, I can because. Man, the kids are doing it nowadays. I know. It's scary. My like 18, 19, 20 are yeah. doing it. I'm, it's and incredible. Some, you know, and they're I'm beautiful. Not, Someone told just them so it's crazy. Knows, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not downing anybody. <laughs> I'm downing it. it. But At a young age, I'm downing it. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, it's my I'm just telling it. you right now, if you are under 25, you, you don't need facial surgery. I say, I doing it. I say if you're under 30, you don't need Red Bulls. That's why you I have green energy. I agree. I don't drink kids. Red Bulls. I don't drink That's none of that stuff. Right. Damn energy drinks. And you guys I are agree. young. I'm like, holy yeah. All yeah. those things like I, that yeah. more. Come I on agree. I, I used to say it all the time because, yeah. like, obviously, I go to the like I I go to the gym and stuff, and you work out and. You yeah. see a lot of people where you're like, oh, I need my pre-workout. It's like, bro, we're 21. <laughs> like, why do we need... I, when I was 21, like, at the time when we had this conversation, yeah. I was like, bro, I can't stop bouncing off the wall. Why exactly. do you need... And I remember one time my friend, he, like, he took pre-workout. And then he went... We went to eat, and then he came back. He had, like, a two-a-day. He took pre-workout, and he was in the hospital. I'm like, bro, oh, we don't need this much caffeine in our oh, body. Oh, no, no, no. It, but it's That's true. Mm. We overdo it nowadays. <laughs> yeah. We like, overdo yeah. it more nowadays. More is not... Is not I say less, less is, is more. more. It's and always that's in that one way. of my mantras as I age is less is more. I tell this to a lot of people that I service here at the agency. Less is more when you're having a conversation, when you're telling someone something, you don't need to give them everything. Correct. Let that them That's so true. You. Yeah. But um, I mm. was just, yeah. Interesting. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I appreciate that perspective. I, I do want to ask you real quick. So, um, Again, we're trying to find perspective in this conversation. And um, there's two questions that I, I really want to get to the bottom of before we end today's episode. Mm -hmm. Number one, what is your advice to let, – let's start with this first one. What, what's your advice for people who have family? Think about when you first started the journey, right? 15 years, 30 years. <clears throat> you've, you've seen your family grow from the situation. You've oh yourself mm -hmm. grow. What do you say to those year one people who are about to face this Goliath that is 15, 30 years? And they're starting to build those connections with their families again, making amends, recovering. What, what would be one piece of advice based on your experience of recovery that you would – you would kind of tell them to kind of hopefully give them some encouragement to keep going. Once I stopped laughing because it happened last week, this kid's got 29 days and he wants his car back. He wants his house back. He, and, and I was on the ground laughing. Why? Because it was me. Mm. It was me. I wanted everything back and I wanted it quick. The younger generation, I'd love for them. My friend just picked up, he passed away. He would have had 44 years yesterday. Mm. Paul, he, he said, Joey, <clears throat> I wish you a slow recovery. Yes. It, that was one of his things. 
And that's what I've, I got to see a young speaker last night. She was beautiful, year five or year six, amazing, powerful message. But what got me is when she was done and her sponsee stood up crying, saying how much she got a year and a half, how much she, love she's got for her sponsor and then the grand sponsor and things like that. Um, don't limit yourself. These young kids, they want to drink the Red Bulls. I see them and they're going to the gym and they just want to, they think they're going to change overnight. And all they're going to do is beat their bodies up overnight. The instant gratification. That's yeah. what we look for. Totally. I call it pressure cleaning, you know? Because mm. no, when I you like pressure that. clean, it's instant. Yeah. You see the beautiful. Everybody likes pressure clean. Yeah. Nobody wants to go and start with, you know, a, a scrub <laughs> brush and then a paint brush and then work our way up. I no, like we're right that. with the pressure cleaner yeah. and it's, we see the instant change. But for the, I sponsor some young men. And what's really cool is I get to show them how I treat my daughters, how we treat my wives. We have a lot of outdoor functions. My sponsor is big on group meetings, going out to meetings. Absolutely. And um, we get to teach these younger guys that um, somebody, my sponsor said to me, how, my sponsee said, how did you re-fall in love with your wife? And I said, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And my sponsor almost hit me. He goes, what do you mean you don't know? I said, how did I do that? Because I'm older, he's young. And um, he said, I have nothing to offer to him because of the dating field, because I've been in a relationship for 40 years. And my sponsor said, did you just hear what you said? You have a ton to offer him. You've been in a stable relationship for 40 years. For 40 years, yeah. I got to know something. And the kid was like, wow, I think I will listen to you because he was stuck in the here and now, not looking forward. And mm-hmm. save for a rainy day. You know, when I see these guys in the second, I can tell they're recovering because I watch the brand new shoes. They'll come in and they'll have a $800 pair of sneakers on. And yet their kid is still at their mom's house. (laughs) I got a problem with that, you know, but I see it all. I do. It's priorities. And that's what me and my guys have been working on this year. It's called priorities because it's not like one's different than the other. It's our priorities. What are we going to put ahead of? I don't call Kathleen all the time. She's not the top on my priorities. She's healthy. I love her husband, Charlie, and her daughter. You know, been to her house a couple, couple of times. And, um, but it's not, it's not like a top priority right now, honestly, is for me, is I have to put my creator, who I choose to call God, if it bothers you, spell it backwards. It's man's best friend. Mm-hmm. I work at an extremely simple program yeah. for complicated people. So I try mm-hmm. to tell I these young that. guys, I says, listen, you guys, I says, and don't get with another guy who's got seven, eight months and get in the car and go meeting hopping because all you got is six, seven months in that car. One person goes out, you're going to go try and save her or him. And the next thing you know, you're out and we got another RIP. And that kills me. That flat, flat kills me. So I love nothing more to see these young guys come in, gals too. And I love to see when they come in with their kids. Mm. To me, that's huge. Yeah, we, we just uh, you two hear about weeks babies ago. babies crying and stuff. I, I had a big smile just going into your restroom when I went in the restroom next door. And yep. there's a huge babies. baby changing yeah. And, yeah. and diapers. And I'm like, <clears throat> family. Yeah. Yeah. Bam, that's huge it's, right yeah. there. That's why yeah. we're yeah. doing the, the mothers and um, babies center soon. Yeah, See, I didn't even know that. Two weeks ago, we had well, an maybe episode. Maybe I let out the, yeah. the cat out the, the bag. No, I yeah. love it. <laughs> Susan's going to shut edit, down this edit. episode. We're <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, uh, mm-hmm. we, 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 yeah, it's, it's a huge thing to incorporate family into recovery because a lot of people forget that 
um, especially I've had to learn across the years is that I haven't dealt with substance recovery, but I've dealt with mental health recovery. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Part of yeah. part of my journey has been learning how to involve my family and my fiance and my friends into my wellness journey and the They're struggles. Watching you. Yeah, because because they they know they mm-hmm. know that I'm not okay, mm-hmm. but I just don't want to share it. And and that's that that's uncomfortable, you know, especially when you love somebody. And I remember specifically, like, I'll never forget when <laughs> when I was uh, my mom is has a very good gauge when uh, when um, I'm not OK. Mm-hmm. And she'll always start the same thing. She'll go, I'm me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, oh, here we got one of them. talks. <laughs> and then she goes. Are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, here it goes. <laughs> here That's comes the train. It. So, and mm-hmm. she knows. And yeah. it's, I've had to learn how to. Talk about it because that's my problem. That's yes. what one of the things I struggle mm-hmm. with my depression and my anxiety is that I don't talk about it mm-hmm. because I'm I distract my brain with other stuff, with work, Absolutely. with school, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. fiance, with friends. But I never talk about it, right? And that's why I've been loving doing this podcast because it's given me a new perspective on that, right? That's why I love talking with people in recovery of substance abuse and mm-hmm. and, and and AA and all that because the whole purpose of that is to talk about it, right? And it, it kind of inspires yeah. me. I'm not going to lie to you guys to talk about it. And now all my friends know about it. Like I talk to some of my friends about... You'll sleep better. You'll sleep better, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I literally was talking about my anxiety to a couple friends of mine a couple of weeks ago and they were like, wait, you have anxiety? I was like, you hide oh, it well. I never, I never told you guys about that. I am so sorry. That's true. Mm-hmm. I do struggle with anxiety. I do mm-hmm. have my little panic episodes. And that you're I have planting to a seed. You're planting a seed of wellness. Absolutely. And, and that's what I love about it. And that's why I appreciate you guys sharing perspective. Kathleen, I want to hear from you too. Is there any advice that you would give to those people who are kind of facing that monster that is those 30, 15 years Monster's a strong word. I want to say more that giant, right? Because it's the more journey. of an obstacle. Yeah. That journey, right, yeah. through the desert. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend? What's the, not recommend? What's, an, what's a piece of advice that you would? Um, well, I'm going to piggyback a little bit on what Joe said. But for me, it's remember this is a marathon, not a sprint. Beautiful. And take time. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? It was so funny because <clears throat> I've done all these things on this journey. And I, and I got 30 years one day at a time I exactly. never thought about exactly. I'm gonna have 30 years one day I mean and I'll be honest with you I, sometimes it's it's gone by so fast I'm like holy cow <laughs> you know it's 30 years I have to pinch myself yeah because it doesn't seem like that sometimes my brain is 30 you know mm-hmm. right it's right. not almost 60 and so I'm like, wow, how, how did this happen? Especially when I look in the mirror, I'm like, who is that? You know, absolutely. Um, but prioritize, um, mm-hmm. know that this is a lifestyle. You know, for me, recovery is a lifestyle. I do. I know I talked a lot about the 12 step fellowship, but I'm going to tell you that my faith, because remember when I first told you that my bottom was really spiritual, my faith has been a cornerstone. And as I got stayed more in recovery and worked my recovery my faith is the cornerstone of it and i would say uh experience all things for wellness to these new people and stay in the center don't go on the fringe on the edge um stay with whatever's working for you but i loved the um you know i get nervous the people i service when they start to get everything back too quick 
because that's scary. A, it's very scary, mm-hmm. and I rarely see it work for yep. goodness. Mm-hmm. I usually mm-hmm. see them return to their cycle of, you know, reoccurrence yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. they're not ready. You're not ready, and you don't have to push it. Um, but I really believe that faith, my faith is my walk. And I found I that, that through the 12 steps. Um, I real I never didn't believe in God. You know that my grandfather, his name was Bill Wilson. <laughs> Not the Bill Wilson. That's funny. But that's his name. <laughs> a Bill and he Wilson. was a pastor <laughs> in Ohio. Wow. And my mother remembers wow. when she was young in uh, like maybe 1930, that they would use her room for couples that my grandfather was counseling, and guess who those couples were? They were couples from AA. How crazy mm. is that? Like, I was five wow. years sober wow. and clean when I found that out, and I was like, holy cow. Mm. It's just, it's so cool, this thing in recovery. Um, my journey has been incredible. I've had a lot of um, bucket list things mm. go on. Yeah. You remember when I was training you, for the marathon? Yes, <clears throat> and you went to okay. Africa. Yeah. So wellness has been huge also because when I believe that a lot of people, when they first come in, any psychiatrist sees them, they're going to be diagnosed with a mental health condition because the drugs. That's what I was going to say when you were rampant. talking about that. Okay, so let me let me. Can I clarify? No, go this ahead. A yeah, yeah. Now remember, guys, I'm not clinical. I just have 36 years of observation. Mm-hmm. Although I did finally go back and get my degree in psychology, mm-hmm. so I have nice. a little bit of basis in that. When I first came down here, I started, I got hooked up with Voc Rehab because I needed to change what I was doing for a living. It was Mm. detrimental to my spiritual and recovery health. And I had this guy diagnose me. uh, It it was a whole bunch of things, but he wanted to put me on a bunch of medication, and I was not up for that. I was clean for a reason, you know? (laughs) And I got really into exercise, which I had done initially, so I ran and ran and ran for years and years. He can tell you, every meeting I used to come in, not because I thought I was cute, but because I was literally running. running. Yeah. Um, and I finally decided after years of doing five miles a day that I was going to do this marathon before I was 50, right? This mm-hmm. was my, and I did. I ended up doing triathlons. I ended Incredible. up doing a bunch yeah. of half marathons. But I believe that, and I've, I've got the science behind it, that exercise produces a lot of neurotransmitters and chemicals that can literally heal damage, uh, brain chemistry damage. So I'm huge in um, wellness nutrition and wellness movement. Now I'm struggling with it in my personal recovery right now because in 2019 when I went to Africa and I did a mission trip and I set up three AA meetings and three Al-Anon meetings in a very rural part of Africa, and then mm-hmm. the bucket list of that trip was I went and I trekked with the gorillas in Uganda. Well, I snapped a vertebrae in my back. It's a very strenuous thing to do. You got to be in serious shape. And I wasn't, I, I, I didn't know that my back was like it is. But, um, you know, so I haven't found my place yet because I'm limited now. Mm. And you know what that looks like. Actually, Joe inspires me because he lives in chronic pain. It's Mm. one of the things we deal with as we age. And I will tell you the other thing. For years and years and years, I looked at what was my biggest fear about relapsing. 
And as you age, <laughs> one of the biggest things I've seen is people with mega years, mega years of recovery, of abstinence, pick up after 20, 30 plus years because pain. yes, chronic pain. Chronic pain. When yep. I am in pain or unwell, I'm my most vulnerable Absolutely. as a person in recovery. So how do I stay vigilant with that? Well, I keep myself well. I try to move and stretch. I go to my doctor's appointments and I'm incredibly vigilant with that. You know, I do all the things I can if it's massage. I can't do chiropractic at this point, but um, you know, different wellness tools that I use, hot a little bit therapy. of yoga. See, that's why I'm so yeah. jealous of him. I want that hot, hot tub. tub and he's never so invited good. me over. I know that might be a little weird. Linda yes. might not be no, okay. But I love Linda. His wife's yes. amazing. I've actually massaged Joe because that yep. was mm -hmm. my career before this. I oh, was yeah, a massage therapist yep. for like 26 years at the Got hospital. Got me back in shape. Yeah. And, cool. and I massaged Emily too. Yeah, His daughter. So, um, but that is something that for me personally, aging and recovery, I have to be vigilant because God forbid, and I've seen a lot of people go through incredible amounts of pain and stay clean and how did they do it? So I do ask questions when I, when, and I know Absolutely. what Joe goes through. He has bad days. He has days where he can't move. They thought I had high blood pressure and they realized that my pain level, I wake up at a four or five. So it's going to elevate my blood pressure. Mm. Of course. My heart was fine. Everything was fine. And I just went through this rigorous trek. And they go, no, it's fine. It's your pain level. Let's give us something for pain. And I go, you're the wrong doctor. Mm. Yeah. So I can do it like she said by doing my hot tub and my your stretching. Wellness. Huge. Yeah. I don't need to run to the gym with Red Bull. No. Yeah. I don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's, to that's do that. one thing I mentioned. I've seen some 60-year-old guys doing it. When now. I was talking about uh, the ADHD episode, because um, yeah, that's, that's one episode. thing I have is ADHD, super hyperactive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's one thing I mentioned helped me get through is, is uh, staying active. Absolutely. Staying active. Yeah. It's Just huge go. for brain chemistry. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a major neuroscience behind it's, it. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I've done that, a lot of deep diving into that. And now I just want to be clear. A lot of people do need medication, so I don't want anyone to Correct. Mm -hmm. hear what I'm saying and take it the wrong way. Be like exercise is only it. Yeah, no, no, of course. But for people that first come in, oh, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. For people that first come in, um, give yourself a chance because Easy. brain chemistry can Easy. be healed and try exercise. So that would be one of the things. Eat and move well. For the new person coming in, it's part of your full recovery. Yeah. Nice. And I don't think we stress it enough. And I think it's such a healing tool, aside from meetings or whatever form of wellness you choose. For me, it's all of those things. Not one, I love my fellowship. That's the basis. But my faith is right there. My belief Incredible. in God yeah. forms my purpose forms all my uh my values my ethics it's based in my faith and that carries me through my life you know it also gives me a lot of comfort mm -hmm. it definitely As, works because the way i'm living and you see it my wife suffered with massive depression she was on medicine for it and i get clean and come year two or three <clears throat> i don't see those bright orange pills on the lamp because yeah. i'm cleaning and I'm like, you don't, she says, no, I haven't taken a Remeron in three or four years since I got clean. Now, I'm not saying I'm it. I just lowered the cause. 
See what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Absolute stress. And, and, and yeah. she goes, I haven't taken it in, in years. And right now, it's 11, 12 years. Yeah, the, the stressor that was causing the, it got lower. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Got lower. It, just by my work in a program. Yeah. And I didn't realize that would affect other people, but my sponsor's big on telling me, we train people how to treat us. Our actions train them. They want to walk. If we let them walk on us, they walk on us. If we've got the arms up and, you know, the shrug shoulders, people won't, they won't approach you. Yeah. You know, if you're approachable, you, you know, so yeah. it's big and that's interesting. So, yeah, I just want to, we'll go ahead and close out now. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to say how much I'm, how thankful I am for the both of you to come here. Um, this like I said, this was Kathleen's idea, and to see it form into this beautiful episode, <laughs> I'm I, I I couldn't be happier. So we want to thank, thank both much. of you. Thank you so much for for sharing your thank story, you. and moreover, I just I just want to thank you for inspiring, because I know that a lot of the times, especially in this journey, um, it, it it's it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication and it takes a lot of patience, but it doesn't often get rewarded or 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 mentioned or given praise to. So I want to say congratulations well, you. on your journey. 1530, it's a long journey. And, <laughs> yeah, it and we're it old now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, good, though. interestingly, I don't, it, uh, the reason I say it's been a long journey is because, like I said, for, for us younger people, the idea of being okay, yeah. well, yeah. not necessarily old, but the idea of being okay, okay. For that amount Correct. of time. Mm -hmm. And I say, okay, because we're never going to be perfect. Like, we're never going to be, a, oh, I'm doing amazing every single day of my life. That's not possible. But um, the, the, the idea of being okay for that amount of time can be very hard to visualize sometimes. You know, with stressors of, of, of home, school, relationships, life, Correct. life Correct. in general. So, again, I appreciate you for giving us a new perspective and to, for, for inspiring. I definitely feel inspired. I definitely feel um more connected to my family who is also aging in their recovery nice. um my mom we're about to celebrate her 56th birthday sorry mom for nice. putting it out there um uh <laughs> have but, grace with her yeah, okay she um <laughs> but she's she's been struggling for many years with depression and anxiety and and to see the journey that she's been through to be here and the help that she does for the community is something that I'm always inspired by. But even today, like thinking back, like hearing your perspective specifically, Kathleen, I was very similar to my mom's perspective. Um, it, it, it's, it's inspiring. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So I appreciate sharing your story. You. Um, and I appreciate you being a part of this incredible episode. Guys, as always, please make sure to follow us on all social media and on all yes. venues. Uh, YouTube. Uh, you guys can go ahead and like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you get notified every single time we put a video up or an episode up. And if you're listening to us on the audio-only version, please give us a five-star rating. It's going to help us to spread uh, all these awesome episodes to more people in the community and hopefully the world. Um, uh, last time I checked, we got listeners in Europe, and we got listeners in in South uh, America and Africa. And it's really cool to get yeah, listeners from all parts of the world who just are might have some sort of interest in what wellness is, right? Well, uh, talking wellness. So thank you so much. We'll see you next week for a very special episode. We're not going to tell you much about it, but let's just say we're, we may or may not have a couple people join us on the chairs uh, for the <laughs> next week's episode. So if you want to hear more stories about the community, you should join us. See you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Nice. Bye. You know, down here, okay, guys, we may have to edit this part.
because I just had a brain fart. This is what happens when you get um, <laughs> what I was talking about. Now I remember. Sorry about that. No, you're you fine. You are totally going to edit that. You're perfect. Okay. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> okay. So.